0: the money that's what I always say you always follow yeah, the money
3: yeah. this is follow the money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on V Back at it, Polly Howard. Mike Palman for Mitch Moss. Mitch back on Monday. Follow the money. Brad Powers in half an hour to preview week zero. We'll go rapid fire with the college football games. And now that we're in the uh football season every Thursday it's the great Nigel Seeley contributor vCN.com at Seeley underscore Nigel on Twitter, does a great job with the soccer and the tennis. It'll be, uh oh, you're always going to soccer matches? You're always going to tennis matches? What a life. Are you going to the U.S. Open
4: coming up? Yeah, hello, Paulie. Hello, Mike. Hello, sir. Yes, I'll be there on Tuesday. I'm flying out from London Tuesday. I'll be, uh, I'll be there at the tennis on Wednesday and Thursday. I'm in Manhattan Friday, Saturday, back on Sunday. Wow. What a life.
5: Nigel, I want to say happy birthday to your daughter.
4: <laughs> All right. I'm glad. I'm glad you said it rather than Paulie.
5: I had to beat uh, him to the punch. I didn't want you to worry. <laughs> no,
4: How old uh, now? Well, listen, listen uh, She's she's, 21 oh, <laughs> she's twenty one now. She's 21 today. Wow. Mm-hmm. All right. How's she going to celebrate? Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, she's gone out for with her friends for some breakfast, and, and then tomorrow we're going out for uh, a a whole day out in uh-huh. London, and then tomorrow we've got a party on Saturday, and then a family lunch on Sunday.
3: Okay. Excellent. Moderation, please. I mean, just uh, have it. For me or the the daughter. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Okay. Your thoughts early on, uh, on the Premier League and and what we have here. And uh, Man City, much the best, right? But they're dealing with De Bruyne's injury and Pep's having surgery. I mean, I know you were high on Liverpool before the year. They look great. What are your early thoughts and takeaways?
4: Well, I don't think Liverpool do look great. I think they are very average. I think that we're pretty much how we left off last year. I think the pecking orders are pretty much the same. Man City way, way above. Arsenal second. Man- uh, Liverpool third. Uh-huh. Liverpool finished the season really strong last year, but had a really bad start. I think they'll get better. But I think from a Liverpool better myself, I've bet them to win the title and to get them into the first two, I would expect them to a little bit more than they've got. They've got a new lot of new, new players, but we haven't seen the big matches between the big players. Man City being dealt the blow that like Kevin De Bruyne is out for four months or three or four months, which is a huge blow for them. And also the, the news that uh, Pep Guardiola isn't in the dugout for, for for a month. But if you look at their league matches in that period of time, I mean, us three could manage Manchester City at that period of time, and I'm sure they'd pick up maximum points. There's no problem for them. I think that uh, if Guardiola wasn't in the bench against some of the big teams, like a Liverpool match or or in a Champions League big match in a mm-hmm. quarterfinal or semi-final, I think that would have a huge huge effect on the betting. But it's funny because um, he didn't. When the news came out about Guardiola not playing, there was a slight betting move to Sheffield United on the back of it. But Man Man City will be far too strong for that. But the big news really in in the Premier League this season is just this extra time. The extra 10 minutes in the first half, the extra 10 minutes in the second Excellent point. That is the big news. And that is the thing that really is changing models. And I know Mike's a big unders better. Yes. And the unders betters at the moment are getting their fingers really well and truly burnt across the UK here in these matches with these extra time. In the Premier League, um, the average goals is three goals. I know it's a small sample, but three goals uh, a match now compared to 2.83 this time last season after two matches total cards up from 3.76 per game to 5.33 and corners have gone up from 10, an average of 10.07 to 11. So a full corner. And that is because of that additional extra minutes at the end of the first half and the end of the second half to so seeing a lot of late goals, a lot of late cards. And when the teams are pressing for the match, the corners are definitely up. So I think if your corner over betters now on the prop markets, I think that's where I would be looking to profit, especially where teams are chasing the game mm. with, they look up and they see there's 12 minutes to go. That brings it to two or three late corners. It's staggering and a big surprise. Uh, excellent breakdown.
3: Uh, so let's start with pick one. You know, we, we I was you said, you know, Luton Town, the minus 330 to be relegated before the season. How bad, dreadful they could be. It's a great story, but they don't have much. But you said Sheffield United could be worse. What do you think Sunday, Man City against Sheffield
4: United? Yeah, I think they're a lot worse. And it's not only me saying that, it's the manager of Sheffield United, Paul Heggenbottom, the manager of Sheffield United, has publicly stated that this is a worse squad than what he had last year in the championship, which is terrible. You know, you can't be expecting that to be happening going up against Manchester Manchester City, the the team that won the treble, and saying you're a worse team than you were in the English championship last season. They had a whole host of players leave the club. They started the Premier League. In disappointing fashion, they lost 1-0 at home to Crystal Palace. They lost the Nottingham Forest in a match where I was very strong last week. Luckily, we got quite lucky with a late goal there. But now they, they take on the champions, Manchester City. And despite not having De Bruyne, despite not having uh, Pep Guardiola in the touchline, you would expect Manchester City to win this match. We saw a very different Manchester City against Newcastle. They got the goal. They they, they, they just look solid defensively. They, they've brought in some great acquisitions in defence. And we all know about their offence, offensive talents. You know, Harland and the players they have who can score goals, who can pick eight or nine players, outfield players who can, who can contribute for a goal. But their defence is very underrated. They're, they've got a brilliant, brilliant backline line, an excellent goalkeeper. And it's no surprise that they've started to this season by winning both matches to nil. They won three 0 against Burnley. They won one nil at home to Newcastle. And going to a Sheffield United, who I, th- I believe will be the lowest scorers in the Premier League, they don't offer any goal threat whatsoever. Yeah. They're very weak. I can't see Man City losing this. They're minus six dollars to win the match. Huh. But on the Winter Nil market, you can bet Manchester City at minus one twenty five. I think if you're gonna bet Man City and you want a decent wager on them, you've got to get them up to Winter Nil because I can't see Sheffield United scoring and it's much, much better value than taking the minus six dollars on to win on the money line.
5: Nigel, let's stay in the Premier League. You said things pretty much are where they finished, but Man United was on the uptick as the season ended, Tottenham on the downtick. Harry Kane goes to the Bundesliga, but a big win, 2-0 at Hotspur Stadium for Tottenham. Um, is this Tottenham team better? Will Lloris return and goal for them? And do you like them going to Bournemouth on Saturday?
4: To answer you a question, I think Manchester United will come good because I think they've got a transfer window in it. I still don't think Manchester United, like Chelsea, he knows his best start in 11. I think that's a But once he does get some... Uh, some sort of regularity with the players. I think they'll get better. Um, Tottenham is an interesting one because when you look to see Harry Kane, I don't think Harry Kane leaving a club would be be negative for any club. But in the match against Manchester United, it was the best atmosphere that I've ever seen at Tottenham uh, Hotspur Stadium. It was an incredible atmosphere. They've got behind the manager, and Postalugu. Uh, I mean, he's been fantastic in terms of his his media performances, in terms of the way he's addressed the the, the, the team. And he's tactical now. So he's changed the whole system that, that Tottenham play. Tottenham are going to be a very entertaining team to watch this season. They're going to score goals. They're going to concede at the same time. I think James Madison, the guy they brought in from Leicester, has been a brilliant size, and he was excellent. Uh, bazuma has been the man of the match in the last two matches. So I think Tottenham have got, have got a good thing going at the moment, and I, and I think they'll beat Bournemouth this weekend. The trouble with Tottenham is that maybe two seasons ago, they were in exactly the same position. They were top of the Premier League under another uh, manager, Nuno uh, Sanchez, Espirito Sanchez. And after six matches, he was sacked. He didn't win a match after that. So things can change very quickly at Tottenham. It's that kind of club that changed. But what I saw against Manchester United, they play off the front foot. They're very excited. They're attack-minded. And it seems to me, as though, that Harry Kane, his departure, is getting the better out of the players. They were playing second fiddle or second behind Harry Kane. And now that they, the main man has gone, you can see them playing a little bit more freedom. So I like Tottenham here a lot. With regards to the goalkeeper, I don't think they need the goalkeeper. The, the goalie they bought, Vicario, I mean, he he looked sensational against Manchester United. He pulled three or four saves. Uh, world-class saves. So I don't think... I think Lori's going into that side is a, is a mm. backward step for them from what I've seen so far, but I think a good season for Tottenham. The way I like Tottenham this season is I think they can win a cup. The way they play, the way the atmosphere at home is, is electrics and the way that he plays them very fast tempo of the front foot. I think they're going to be exciting because could do well in the cups. They're still way off the price. Top six finish is probably the best you can hope for for Tottenham, but I do like them at around about minus minus one ten to win uh, this weekend at Bournemouth. For all
3: the money. VEASAN, the sports Betting Network, the GOAT, Nigel Seeley, our guest. He's on fire with the picks. Contributor with Vison Also read the uh, breakdown. His articles on the Premier League and Seeley underscore Nigel on Twitter. Three minutes left, uh, pal. You, you're, you're all over Wimbledon here. What a call. I mean, I think they were 3-1 to one last week, and they won three. They're coming off a 2-0 win, a 3-0 win. And now in League Two, they're taking on Forrest Green. You're right. Up's dynamite here. Forrest Green is dreadful. You you went back to Wimbledon, Wimbledon was going to beat Wrexham and they, they had the tie in that one. Why are you so high on this team and do you think it'll continue?
4: I think they will continue. I think they could be a side who could go well in that League Two level. Um, they're a team that last season had a new manager, a lot of lot of transition at the club, a lot of new players. They couldn't find a goal scorer. They've now got two goal scorers. They've got a new head of recruitment at the club who's gone out and, and recruited brilliant, a brilliant goalkeeper at that level of football you remember three seasons ago, they got Aaron Ramsdale, the goalie for Arsenal was playing at league two, the recruitment found him. They've got a new, they've got a new recruitment, the uh, head of recruitment. there. great players. And I think they're an underrated side. They would be top of the table if they could take a penalty kick. They missed two penalty <laughs> kicks would have given them maximum points. They would be top of the table. I think they're wow. a great bet this week to beat Forest Green. They were plus 110. They, I've bet them at even money than now, about minus 110. Forest Green have been pre- relegated from league one. Last season, they had a terrible, terrible campaign losing pretty much every single week. They started off exactly where they left off this season. and I think Wimbledon are on the up. Uh, so I like them. I like them. I like them last week. I like them a couple of weeks ago. Sure. I think they're a team in transition, goal scorers in him, and uh, they're a side that have got a good manager and I think they'll have a good season. I don't think they're going to win it, but I think they could definitely make the playoffs. And in the championship, I think the big story stateside definitely has been the uh, the acquisition of Birmingham Football Club from Tom Brady. I mean, that's sure. been the, the, the real, real interesting story here. You've only seen the videos of him going around in the pubs, cheering, watching the game, cheering on with the fans. He seemed to have bought into the experience in the championship. And I'll tell you what, since he's gone there, he's getting something out of the players. Since Brady was announced as an investor in Birmingham Football Club, Birmingham have won every single match. They've won their last three matches and they haven't conceded a goal. So that is really, really good stats. And you can see it, The you know, the, the, the atmosphere and the electric is a real feel-good factor at Birmingham. They were a side that were languishing towards the bottom half last season, but I think this season they're, they're going to do really, really well. Very good manager, very tactical manager, a former assistant manager at Queen's Park Rangers, but they haven't conceded, and they play a side in Plymouth who have just got promoted from League One. They're finding it quite difficult in the championship. I know their fixture list has been quite hard. They lost against Southampton, 2 one with a last-minute kick, and they also drew with Watford. But I think Birmingham at, at home this season, especially at home this season, will be a very, very hard place to go. The atmosphere is electric. The feel-good factor's there. The Brady factor's there. Yep. And I think anything around even money. I think Birmingham will beat Plymouth this week in the Championship as well.
5: Nigel, Beautiful. a son is a son till he takes a wife, but a daughter is a daughter all of her life.
4: <laughs> so right. Thanks very all much. Right. Say hello to her.
3: Go get him, kid. Stay hot. His place. Man City to win to nil. Tottenham, Birmingham in the Championship League. League two. Wimbledon. The Rangers will make the playoffs if this continues. Next. Is follow the money on VSN. Get an NFL betting guide due out later this month. Get ahead of the upcoming season. Picks from every on-air host. Preseason analysis. Football contest strategies. Big update at circa. With that coming up later with Mike. Become a VSN Pro subscriber today, as low as nineteen dollars. Get your copy of the guide or take advantage of the football season special. Get access to everything we do through the Super Bowl for only one ninety nine. Sign up today. VSN slash subscribe. All right, it's a short card, but a, a good card today in Major League Baseball. Uh, kind of pretty much a doubleheader with the Dodgers and the Guardians making up that suspended game, picked up where they left off 3-1 Los Angeles. But as I said, going out to break, the Rangers are 17-5 this year against the AL Central. It's Haney against Lopez. If they can keep this going, I mean, this will be a big reason why they're going to make the playoffs with this great record against the AL Central. 9-17 and 17 in one-run games, and now they come limping in with a six game losing streak, and oh all well, things have changed here uh with Texas. They face Pablo Lopez, six straight solid starts for Minnesota, six inning shutout ball, six inning shutout ball, seven inning shutout ball, six innings gave up one run, seven innings, two earned, five innings, two earned. Know this the twins are gonna make the playoffs, but they're an average team at best and are gonna flirt and stay around five hundred the whole year. A big four game series. I don't have an opinion. And I, again, I wouldn't be surprised if this, someone takes three out of four. I just don't know what team it's going to be, but it's hard to get to the window or or the app and take the Rangers right now, how they're scuffling.
5: Give me Pablo Lopez minus a dollar fifteen. Yeah. To your point, the consistency of the starts, this stuff is really good. Yeah. This stuff might be top six, top seven in the American League. Short trip from Milwaukee. True. I know the Rangers had the Rangers had a day off to think about their six game losing streak. That's the way I tend to put that in perspective. I like the Twins at home. By the way, did you see the game in Milwaukee yesterday? Burns and Burns Maeda? Burns had nothing. They but, fooled me, right? But the problem was how humid it was. You know, the oh. roof was half open. Okay. It had it half open because the hitters say you can't drive the ball out when the roof's totally open. But it was so hot and humid. Maeda and Burns both, they couldn't grip the ball, the sweat on their hands. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it was a great end game over. If you were watching the first inning, the announcer's talking about no control over the ball. Uh, and the game flew over the total. Good but info. I, yeah, I, yeah. If you're watching, that's watch. not baked into the number and the no. algorithm, right? That's something it to was, watch moving forward. It was two one in the t- and the first five total was five and a half. It was over by the third inning. You know, two one go and Yeah. One, yeah. So anyhow, I like Lopez. I think he's a cheap price at home today.
3: Okay. Uh, Blue Jays and Orioles. Barrios against Gibson Again, Toronto. Twelve and twenty four against the AL East. Baltimore 25 and 15. It's the final meeting head to head. Baltimore's 9 and 3. Baltimore already gone over their win total. But again, you saw it last night and you've seen it the first two games of this series. Toronto cannot hit. I can't believe it. It's flipped. You know, what a memory on that one listener say, why didn't you give Toronto's staff kudos? Lauren before-
5: Green. Yeah. I didn't have him in the top nine. You did give me your top nine rotations.
3: They're number one in ERA. The pitching's been dynamite. Barrios is nine and eight with a three-three-nine ERA. Uh, after even if they lose today, but the, 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 the schedule the schedule is so easy coming up. But don't have a feel and don't have an opinion on this one either. Uh, but again, I'm, I'm just shocked at how Toronto struggled much of the year offensively, and this Orioles team continues to expr- impress and amaze. And there's Kramer again going out and giving you six solid yesterday.
5: You found two of my three plays here right off the bat. Okay. I like I like Berrios today. Berrios was great his last start uh, in Camden Yards. And I just, you know, I bet Gibson for so many years. I've gotten away from Gibson. Now he wins 12 games. Still, they've scored a lot of runs for Kyle Gibson. The pride of Columbia, Missouri, 4.97 ERA <laughs> and a whip of 1.3. Still got 12 wins. But here's the thing with it. He will not challenge these hitters. He gets two strikes, and he nibbles, and you off speed, and down, and then down and away. I, I think you go after Toronto. You go right after him and try to throw the ball by him is the way you attack the Blue Jays hitters. So, I like um, Toronto on the road here at a pick 'em, depending on where you're at. It's a minus one hundred eight, minus one hundred nine, or minus one ten. But at the games, a straight pick 'em everywhere I looked. Okay. Any thoughts, Red Sox Astros? Lean under. Yeah, lean under now. I I think Bellows a little underrated. Been France,
3: France, yep. Yeah,
5: yep. not not bad. Nine is a total uh, in the day game there. I lean under. Those were my only three that I circled out of the whole card. Of course, we don't know who's pitching for the Pirates.
3: I, it might be. I I read Keller and then I saw Undecided, so I don't. Yeah, Steel, but it is Steel fourteen for... and
5: three. What's that? I mean, Steele's unbelievable. I know is how good he's been. Yeah. And Tyon an awfully good, too, but the, they blew the lead. He had a no-hitter going into the huh? sixth in Detroit. They blow the 4-0 lead, but then come back to win that game.
3: you imagine? Can you believe this? They were going to move everybody. Now they're, they're the favorites very, to make the playoffs.
5: I'm excited. We we, we open in Waukegan yeah. here in late September. Right. Hopefully we can time it up to go to a couple Cubs games the, the days to the lead up. And they're right in the thick of the, not only the wild card, but maybe the central race as well. That'll be the electric atmosphere.
3: Yeah, to me, nothing better than Wrigley and Fenway. And just walking in and the, the the bars and the restaurants around the area and Wrigleyville and the neighborhood it's awesome. So good. And sit out in the bleachers. 14 wins, 280 ERA, and they've won his last six starts. So I, I would ride with him too. Uh, but a big stretch here for the Cubbies as well, where you know, the Brewers keep winning, but the Cubs six games over five hundred. This is a four game set. Then they then they host Milwaukee after this. So that it really gets interest, But then again, the Cubs also have the wild card to fall back on. After the Milwaukee series, it's four against the Reds. So big time here for the Cubbies in a tough September schedule. And speaking of those Reds, off the sweep of the Angels, it's Williamson against Kelly. The Diamondbacks all of a sudden have won 9 of 11. And they're right in this, too. I'm, I'm ready to draw a line through the Marlins. I just thought they were smoke and mirrors to begin with, with this 27 and 11 record in one-run games. Uh, in the NL wild card. Cubs are the two seed. Second wild card, 66 and 60. Reds are 67 and 61. Arizona's 66 and 61. And so are the Giants. So maybe, can you imagine if we get three playoff teams out of the central? Because is schedules tough and The Giants schedules brutal the rest of the way.
5: To me, the biggest takeaway of these first three days of this week in baseball, not the Otani. Yes, Otani long term. But in the short term. What happened to Camilo Duvall? Oh, he was god abs- Goddard. He, he gives up two runs, only records an out. On Tuesday night, they're up 3-2 when he comes in in the ninth. They blow that game. They re-rally, but he's, they're up 5-2. They bring him in. Bottom of the ninth. Right. He never threw a fastball for a strike. He threw 17 pitches, 11 balls and six strikes. Um, Paul, two of the strikes were Turner and Harper both swinging at pitches well low out of the strike zone. He only threw four strikes. They were all on on off-speed pitches. So he goes walk, has Turner 0-2 and walks him, and then goes 3-1 on Harper. He hits a three-run homer, ties the game. They were already pulling him after Harper. I mean, he had nothing. Two starts in a row. So that's got to be a cause of concern if you're a Giants fan or backer or have a future ticket on him.
3: Yeah. Do you think you see runs in this Diamondback game? I mean, I don't think, uh, uh, I think i, I go over I, nine.
5: A I, I would, you know, I looked at this with not knowing the price and said, I like Merrill Kelly in this spot. The Reds come off a doubleheader the day before with no rest in between. But 155 yep. is a little bit heavy. Now up to 160. here. Yeah. I, I think I, I passed the game.
3: Okay. And then there's uh, four day games today. And the early one, Nationals and the Yankees. And how about Severino that's, with a solid start? They fight, They end the losing streak right. and yeah. Judge hits three bombs. Corbin's going for the Nationals. And it's burrito for the Yankees, but Yankees one60 dollar you You'll be my guest again. Congratulations! You end the losing streak. Cashman finally we we woke him up. Called it a disaster. No kidding. Nationals <laughs> eight and three in their last eleven. What a job by the Nationals who are continue They've, to be top five in ROI. They're yeah, aren't they top three? You might I be. Saw, right. I saw their You're top three right. now in ROI. You're this probably year. right. <laughs> yeah. Sure. So again, as we we talked about about an hour ago, what a season. And we we used our two drafts that we did with producer Luke and also when you said in. On a Thursday, just how things have changed here from the few, the, the odd standpoint with the futures, and also when you compare the drafts of who looked good two months ago to compared to today, and, and what happened, and and here's the draft we did: Mike, Paulie, and Mitch. You know, you took the value with the Phillies right off the bat. You're going to make the playoffs, but look at the race. Do you there's no, they're they're lucky they got off to that hot start, and still have fifteen to ones available to miss the playoffs, and they they could have lost back to back games against the Rockies. They were fortunate to win. Both games. I, so, you know,
5: I had the sixth pick because we did the S curve and yeah. I took the Braves. So I had six and seven. I took the Rays and, and Guardians there. But I mean, at that point, they still were, they might have still had the best record in baseball or they were second to the Braves at that point, right? So I mean, that was just the play because you think you're getting a division winner out of it and a bye.
3: Yeah. yeah. As you pointed out, no Milwaukee and no yeah, Seattle. Right. And no Seattle with both drafts. And, and, and look at that, how that worked out. So again, Tampa, Texas, Houston, Seattle, Toronto. Someone's going to be left out and not even make it. And imagine if it is Texas, which that would be my pick. But I agree with Jensen Lewis. We asked him the very the same question yesterday. He went Tampa and Texas. What is his top two picks if someone's going to miss? That's a 15 to 1 and a 4 to 1 shot if one of them misses the playoffs. And I know you had 26 to 1 up at the all star break here on yeah. the race. Yeah. That would be wild.
5: And we didn't. But, but there was the specter that McClanahan might have been out. That was the reason that, that I looked at that. Remember, right. he had tweaked his back, that is true. missed a start, the came back, was it was was not good, then came back and tweaked it again, and then it right. foretold that he, he was I out just, for the year.
3: I, if you can still find updated win totals, I can't get over how easy this Toronto schedule is mm-hmm. the rest of the way. All right, college football is here Saturday. We start with Notre Dame and Navy college football expert. And pro sports better Brad Powers up next. We'll go rapid fire on the seven games next. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com, check the current betting splits data, want to know where the money and bets are moving every game. It's updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check it out for future events as well. Check it out every game, year-round, VSIN.com. It's time. We made it. Seven games Saturday, college football. Pro sports better Brad Powers joins us now. We'll be on every Thursday during the football season. He's everywhere. Brad Powers 7 on Twitter. Bradpowersports.com. Check out his podcast as well. And we're happy to have him uh, every Thursday. Also with an incredible newsletter that he puts out. All right. You excited? How you doing? Your Irish uh, kick things off on Saturday. This is going to be fun.
1: Yeah, I'm very excited. I mean, this is what I live for. But uh, I mean, obviously, you know, it's a year-round thing for me. So yeah, uh, it's just it, the only thing different is we actually have games. But uh, as far as the preparation, it's been there since you know the, the the end of the Georgia TCU national championship game.
3: Absolutely, and you got the best of number in several games, which we'll talk about. Let's start 11:30 uh, Pacific time. You took 21 and a half with the dog. They're playing games with the total. For the last month, I know there's a great back and forth you have. You have a bet with Fezzik on what's going to happen with the total. We have the new rules where the clock now runs on first downs. Take us through everything with the new rules, the total, and what you expect here with Navy and the Irish.
1: So, yeah, I I like the over in the game, Uh, you know, for a multitude of reasons. Number one, I like the upgraded quarterback for Notre Dame. It's a significant one, one of the biggest in the entire country this Mm -hmm. year, Sam Hartman, over what Notre Dame had a quarterback with Tyler Buckner and Drew Pine a year ago. So uh, I also like, I'm not a big trends guy or series history guy, but in this instance, I am. because. You know, makes sense that, you know, in the last 12 meetings, the average total score in the Notre Dame Navy game, 62 total points per game, far exceeding this totals number right now of 49. And it makes sense in the fact that Navy can't replicate Notre Dame's offense in practice, particularly the passing offense. And Notre Dame, it's very tough to replicate Navy's offense as far as the option in practice. Uh, Even though Notre Dame's got extra time to prep, Navy's, you know, tweaking their offense a little bit this year. And I'm not sure Notre Dame's going to be ready for it, at least the first couple of series of the game. Now there's weather concerns. Obviously it's expected to rain, Mm -hmm. but anyone's telling me different here that they're using the rain as an excuse to bet the under and they're using the new rules, which I think are clearly factored into this, uh, you know, total being only 49 and then some, Uh, if somebody can come out there and give me a legitimate handicap, on why they expect the lower scoring in this one. For instance, you know, Notre Dame's wide receiver position being a question mark, their new offense coordinator being a question mark, Navy's new offense, uh, particularly the quarterback position being a question mark, fine, I understand that handicap, but anyone that I respect is just saying, ah, it's supposed to rain and the new rules, let's go under, I'm not buying it. i watched Notre Dame-Navy my whole life, I'm going over.
5: All right. Brad, I want to ask you about the, the no stopping of the clock, except in the last two minutes of halves, I don't like it from a handicapping perspective in that as a live better of totals. You had an advantage of understanding how quickly crews started the clock after a first down that's not baked into that number. There were Big Ten crews that would stop the clock for only two, two seconds and get it going. And there were crews in other conferences that would stop it for 10, 12, 14 seconds. And you'd get a read on how many plays were going to be in the game. You don't have that advantage now that the clock doesn't stop.
1: Couldn't agree more with that. And it did vary from conference to conference. In mm-hmm. fact, you know, I went back through last year and started looking at individual games. You had significant disparity and, you know, five, six second difference. And when you when you see that difference, when you're watching individual games, yes, you can get that edge. So it's, you know, one less edge that's off the board. Uh, you know, I, I also think, look, I factored it in. It's going to be worth between two and a half and three points is my expectation. Okay. But I also know offensive coordinators particularly the young ones, they'll try to overcompensate to to get those plays back. They want their plays. So I'm expecting some teams to actually go even faster uh, to make up for that lost possession that they might have because of the new clock rules.
3: You're always working. You're always betting. You took three and a half with UTEP in the summer. They're now favored against Jacksonville State.
1: Would not bet it now, because I made it uh, UTEP one, that's where we're sitting at right now. I'll give you a key matchup to look at. UTEP's offensive line is a team strength, four returning starters, average weight per man, 310 pounds, against a Jacksonville State front four on the defense that averaged 268 pounds per man. So you think, oh, UTEP, Jacksonville State, you're not you know, thinking a big disparity when it comes to weight. 40-plus pounds per man is. So that's a big reason why UTEP's getting the money here.
3: Okay. Believe it or not, this is on ESPN Saturday night. Good for them. UMass against New Mexico State. You took 10-and-a-half a while ago with UMass. You also have a big position on UMass season win total over one and a half what are your thoughts now new mexico state six and a half
1: yeah i don't think you know obviously umass you know when you look at the last five years probably the worst program at the fbs level but i thought you know they made some significant uh gains on the defensive side don brown's forte last year the expectation is they got to be somewhat improved offensively why not they were the worst offense in the country so that, that's one of the major reasons i took over win total and bet them in this game would I bet him now at six and a half? No, I wouldn't. And I wouldn't play back, honestly, New Mexico State, even, you know, through two key numbers. Six and a half, seven, uh, right around that number is where I made it. So I'm going to pass right now at the current numbers.
3: So I, I talked to a Sharp, and he said to, – to his opinion was, this is getting a little ridiculous. He said every guy he runs with and talks to likes Ohio. <laughs> now, if it was four and a half, he says he's going to take the Aztecs if it gets down to pick them. I don't know if that remains to be seen if we get there. But what do you think of Ohio and the Aztecs?
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't need Pickham to to go ahead. And, and I agreed with the early move. Anything above okay. three, I, I thought Ohio was the right side there. Obviously, Curtis Rourke. That that has been answered as far as that question mark. He's healthy. He's going to play. He's the best player in the MAC. I'm talking about Ohio's quarterback. Uh, but now, I mean, look. You know, the Jimmy Vaccaro the, said it better than anybody else. You, you bet. Numbers, not teams. Right. Uh, I'm going to bet the number. And right now, slight value: San Diego State minus two.
3: All right, Hawaii and Vandy. It was ugly last year. I mean, that thing was men against boys, and Vandy just ran it down their throats. Total blowout, and they they, they smashed them. Also in the second half, Vandy now there's 18, 17. They're playing games with this as well. Vandy 17 and a half at home against Hawaii.
1: Have not bet this game yet. It's one of the very few games I have not bet, side or total. I would lean right now Hawaii. And major reason for me is everyone remembers Hawaii because that's what they saw at the start of last season, whether it was the Vanderbilt Week Zero game, the Michigan game. I mean, arguably Hawaii at the start of last season was the worst team in the country. I think people failed to realize how improved Hawaii was at the end of the season. This is a team after the bye with Timmy Chang as a first-year coach covered seven of their last eight games by an average of seven points per game. Now they lost a bunch of close games. I think if they'd have pulled out, uh, you know, they lost four games by seven points or less, had they won a few of them, maybe the market would have grasped how improved that they were. I bet over a win total on Hawaii, slight value in the game. Uh, again, haven't gotten to the window yet. You're right. A lot of opposing groups here. We've seen Hawaii get it, taking money down through 17 at one point earlier this week. We saw immediate buyback on Vanderbilt. Uh, I'll let those guys fight that one out.
5: All right, Brad, how much uncertainty does the transfer portal make for these early season games, especially week zero and week one, both for the bookmaker with the opener and for the better?
1: It's significant because it's relatively new. Uh, and I'm not even sure guys like myself can fully grasp how to price it and, and how can you. And we're talking about complete roster overhauls. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll use an example of what I failed to, to to price accordingly last year. USC and LSU with two first year coaches. Uh, I wasn't buying it under Brian Kelly and Lincoln Riley. I thought they'd be improved, but I didn't expect them to to, to both win double-digit uh, games a year ago. I'm finding that you know teams with first-year coaches, particularly Deion Sanders, uh, Texas State's got a, a big roster overhaul. Arizona State, uh, you know, I, I'm a little bit more leery getting too involved. I mean, a, a, you know, number I'll bet any number on any team, whether it's for or against, but. Uh, it's something I need more data myself to just, you know, to, to properly price the, the, these teams. I know bookmakers, when, when they got to worry about college basketball and baseball and whatnot throughout the summer, I know that they can't price it accordingly.
3: Yeah. Brad Powers, our guest college football handicapper, college football expert, Brad Powers 7 on Twitter, bradpowersports.com. One more 90 seconds to late game. Florida International against Louisiana Tech. You bet Louisiana Tech's win total over. You also laid 7.5. It's now 11, total of 58.
1: Would go the other way now, and the main reason is cluster injuries for Louisiana Tech at the running back position. Crosby, the running back uh, for them, who impressed me. Rewatching game tape from last year, he was probably the one player that impressed me the most, uh, most uh, on Louisiana Tech's roster. He's out. The backup shelving from Miami, Ohio is questionable, probably more doubtful. So because of that and the fact that I don't like laying double digits in a conference game week zero, I'm going to lean FIU, even though I already have a Louisiana Tech, uh, Tech ticket in my pocket.
3: All right, very good. We can find all your work. Excited to do this every week with you. Appreciate the time. Good luck, sir.
1: Hey, thanks for having me. There Thank you. you.
3: Brad Powers. That was awesome. It's And awesome. we'll see what the new, good point, good question about the new rules. We'll see. I mean, it varies conference to conference and the homework that he did as well and your point about the Big Ten. So we'll see here There now. were
5: several crews that if that first down was in the middle of the field, the stop was just instantaneous, and here they go to roll huh? it if they didn't have to move the, the ball into a hash. And then, and then you have other smaller conferences. It takes them 12 seconds to set the ball. Yeah. And you can gauge that in the, f- the first four minutes of the first quarter. Anyhow, it, it, to his point, it'll be interesting. What's the overall effect? Is it going to be two right. and a half, three points? How many plays per game will OCs overcompensate to get those plays back? Yep. I thought about that. Yep.
3: You follow him on Twitter, mm-hmm. BradPower7 and BradPowerSports.com. Bill Barnwell with top five teams to decline and Mike Palm's top five list. (laughs) Most outrageous moments in his casino career straight ahead on Visa and Follow the Money, the Sports Betting Network. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Get rewarded before you ever place a bet with the G-Bank Visa Signature Card. Unlike other credit cards that decline sports betting transactions or treat them as a cash advance, the G-Bank Visa Signature Card can load directly to your favorite sportsbook apps, you learn a one percent cash rewards on gaming and sports app loads every time, and two percent on other purchases. G Bank Visa card designed for gaming and sports fans everywhere. Works with apps like DraftKings, BetMGM, and Caesars. To learn more, go to g.bank/vison. G.bank/vison. Bill Barnwell, two days ago, had the teams to improve. He's been doing this for years. He's twenty-four and six. Doing this. Average win and improvement, three wins on average. And he had Denver, Chicago, Cleveland, and the Rams. Yesterday was the top teams to decline and take a step back. Some of these are obvious, but again, it's a 24-6 and six run there as well. in the 30 picks he's given out over the years. Four maintained. Only two of the 30 picks improved. Good run for Barnwell. And on average, the team he gives out to decline its 3.2 wins per year. Number one, the Eagles, 14 and three last year. Record in games decided by seven points or fewer, six and one. They faced the toughest, 12 toughest schedule last year. Started 13 and one before Hertz got hurt. 11 starters missed only uh, the 11 starters only missed 10 games, which was incredible. But he thinks between that schedule. And the injury, that they'll take a stack back. But then again, they they could very well win 11 games, 12 games. That's considered a win for Barnwell. But it's still a successful year and a hell of a year for the Eagles, considering that gauntlet they have to go through as well. The Minnesota Vikings, of course. 13-4 and four last year. Outscored on the season. 11-0 and 0 in one-score games. In games decided by seven points or fewer, they went 9-0. and 0. They faced the 15th toughest schedule. They were 26th in DVOA. (laughs) They outperformed their win expectation by 4.6 wins. That's the largest since 1989. Big regression for the Minnesota Vikings. But nine wins could win that division, though, too. And the total is eight and a got to win
5: five less games to go under. That's
3: right. The New York Giants, I totally agree. Nine, seven, and one last year. They have faced the eighth toughest schedule. They were outscored on the season as well. We joked about it all year, but it, you know, it was the Fugazi Bowl when they met in the playoffs. When the Giants had a turnover, they were 4-6-1. and one. That's cause for concern. They also didn't turn the ball over, period. Second fewest turnovers behind the Lions. Jones and Barkley were hurt. Or, excuse me, were not hurt and were healthy for the whole year. He doesn't expect that to continue. And with that schedule, the Giants take a step back. And the Pittsburgh Steelers. I can't get on board with this one. 9-8 and eight last year. Minus 38-point differential. Record in games decided by seven points or fewer, six and five. 11th easiest schedule. Issues a cornerback. But if Pickett, you know, Pickett didn't turn the ball over and how well he played down the stretch with that nasty defense and how well they played. And the offenses look great so far in the preseason and the big playability that they've shown with the touchdowns or 25 yards or more. So, but, again, I can't argue with his track record in history. Teams to decline. Bill Barnwell, ESPN. Vikings, Eagles, Steelers, Giants, twenty-four and six going back. Only two have improved. There you go. Now you had a you've had a long career, and we mentioned earlier the bag beat jackpots. But what you I mean, sure I can't believe the story. Um, I was talking to Joe Wardle who works here, but again, it happened two weeks ago where the the, the player would have hit the progressive on the blackjack game. A five dollar minimum, five dollar bet. He was. He would bet it. He pull it back. He bet it. He put it back. And guess what? He didn't have it out there. He would add the one point five million. I have a blackjack. The dealer has a jack. Bet we have the same suit. The stuff you must see over the years, which uh, led me to this. Mike Palms' top five list: most outrageous moments of his casino career. Longtime vice president. I mean, I can't. I can't imagine the list here and what you've seen. Just to think. I mean, that's a big deal to me. Um, and and I'm, I think that's happened three times in the last year, I was told. Yes,
5: that's the third time it happened. My God. And it was six, 600,000, 900,000, oh. one point whatever it is at uh, last week. So well, I, the person, I, the I, one time
3: it happened, the person wasn't even doing it at all. No, never Why sit did it. That? Why never, sit down?
5: Never did it. Never did it. But uh, so my number five, so four and five are both involving Bad Beat jackpots, which was the trivia question. Very good. Uh, where we had the winners for the Saginaw's lunch. Number five. I like to write the headline since we have no hyperbole this week. Twenty-one for fun. This happened at a casino in Iowa, and a bad beat jackpot hit. This is over twenty thousand dollars. So now they're verifying. They're calling surveillance. Uh, you know they're running down the hand, verifying there was enough in the pot. And now you know with a bad beat jackpot, you're issued a ten ninety nine. It's not a W two. So six hundred or more dollars, you get a ten ninety nine. It's almost every, all the time you get it. So supervisors going, or they're getting everybody's ID Well, the kid that had the, the winning hand. So the small half of the bad beat, where is he now? They're looking for him. He's not at the table. He's not that they're collecting everybody. You know, people want to get paid. They said, well, we got to have everybody's ID. We got to process the paperwork. Finally, they run the kid down. One small problem. It wasn't 21 years. old.
3: Oh my God.
5: It was not 21 years old. They paid out the jackpot to the other people not him and I think six or seven people got fired the two security guards at the door wow that, that didn't ID him the poker supervisor that sat him and there were three or four dealers that dealt to him over the, the hour and a half that he was there that you know the, the law always is you know if they think somebody's under 30 and they haven't been ID and they don't have a stamp or whatever you should you should ask in practice, I'm not sure that happens all the time, but that was my number five. Wow, twenty-one for five. They wow. thought they were going to void the whole jackpot. Oh
4: Not their my fault. God. They put the money right.
5: in, and the hand right. was dealt, and right. the pot qualified. I told that but story. But They had to get a ruling. Yeah, about whether they were going to void the whole thing. Of course, every other table wants them to void it. They keep the money oh, in the jackpot. Call. They're all saying, "No, nah, illegal oh, player, illegal God. player." It was a whole a whole to do.
3: I told that story a month ago. I met met a gal. Mm-hmm. She went to the Golden Nugget, and she's from Hawaii. And she starts playing Mega Bucks, and she hits. And she goes, ah, what, I win, $2,000? And the slot attendant comes over goes, no, you won that. She points, it's $18 million. He goes, oh, my God, I can't believe this is great. My life's about to change. I don't have to work again. They come over, I need your ID information. Okay. Oh, Ma'am, you're 18. Yeah, so? The drinking age is 18 Hawaii? <laughs> yeah. In a span of five minutes, she, she goes from thinking she's winning $18 million never have to work into being escorted out of the concedo by security. Yeah. Get out of here. You're yeah. gone.
5: And she I honestly mean, didn't know. She didn't know. Yeah. Well, but she never get, stepped. Just, she didn't. This, that, well, kid, right.
3: Absolutely. Number part.
5: four. Number four is also a bad big jackpot story. Um, and it's about pot qualifier. And about, you know, these guys that play every day oh, in the game. And when no. they get heads up, they don't bet it. It was over $40,000 in a 3-6 hold'em game. You have to have 30 in the pot. That's for pe- people from just, everybody sees the flop and sit there and trying to hit a jackpot. And not, and not have any competitive it, competition in the game and colluding. So, you know, I think there were four players in before the flop, no raise, and it was eights and deuces, and guy flops three deuces, guy flops three eights, the guy with the deuces bets, only the guy with the eights calls. Now there's there's only $18 in the pot, and these two guys don't bet each other, heads up, right? Now they turn four deuces and river four eights, and here they go. Check, check, check it out. Throw their cards up. Well, there's the jackpot, and there's only $18 in the middle. doesn't hit. They cost themselves by not making one more bet. What are they doing? on the river? Six and call gets it to thirty. And the other the point, people really, with the people with the table share, absolutely screaming, "What are you doing? Bet your hands!" How oh, we never we- bet each other. We never bet. The whole the jackpot was forty two thousand, and everyone people, misses it, out. Yeah, everybody at the table, right? It's like 40, 30, 30. So the other eight would have split thirty percent of it. So they'd have got fifteen hundred each, right? They all, they all, they all missed out. There, sick uh let's get to number three maybe we'll get to number one and two two stanley right. cup rings in my ear now that reference is jeremy Jer- roenick and patrick, patrick Wah. Wah going. To, heard, i think yeah. it was during the 95 96 yeah. off season or whatever yeah. roenick's talking trash yeah. that's what oh, i'm sorry i can't hear right. you jeremy i've got two stanley cup rings in my ears Ronick scores yeah. in the next game and then does this roenick's. Like he's cleaning his e- oh, well, this awesome. is Ronick's playing in a poker game at the borgata <laughs> okay and i'm the floor person in the section and there's a dispute at the table and he's in the sixth seat. And the other guy's in the five seat. And This guy's going to raise, raise up to hit him. And I'm running, running in between him. I go, do you know who he is? And this guy said, I don't give a, you know, I'll go to jail. I'll go to jail, man. I mean, this guy was going to fight Jeremy Roenick right in the, <laughs> right in the poker. Right, he was playing for the Flyers at the time. You know, this was in, sure. Atl- in Atlantic City. With co- co- cooler heads prevailed. I mean, I grabbed onto the guy who was obviously bigger than me, but I thought, well, this is going to be bad. Bad news for him all around, and you know, but uh, he didn't care. He was going to fight. He had no idea who he was. Wow, very no, good. No, no clue who he was. Right. That's That's five, four, and three on the list. He's ready to swing. <laughs> he was ready to swing on it. Going to go toe to toe with <laughs>
3: yeah. Jeremy Roenick. You're right. That wouldn't end well. <laughs> good memory though, too. I can't yeah, hear what two thousand three. Jeremy... Uh, <laughs> excellent. Number one and number two coming up next, and then it sure. was a wild day in sports. If you went to bed early, the huge news with right. Otani and the Angels. And we'll get to Trey Lance as well in a Jonathan Taylor update straight ahead on Visa and Follow the Money, the Sports Betting Network.
2: Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today.
0: Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80.